The views and opinions expressed on the following program are not necessarily those of this station or its sponsors. These are the 100 Days of Summer, and this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. Oh, yes, sunshine, sunshine. Put a smile upon your face as if there's nothing wrong. No doubt lots of sunshine outside to get us all entertained Think and excited. Think about a good time had a long time ago. Think about forgetting about your worries and your woes. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. Our intern, Garen, when she was here a couple of weeks ago, of course, was our Skywatch weather woman uh, checking out to see what the sky conditions were. She is gone, so uh, we've deputized John McCabe to be the Skywatch weather man this morning. How's a look out there, John? Any sun out there? It's crappy. Out there. Crappy it's out there. Crappy. Uh, crappy. Just, just dark and ugly. Gray and muggy, and you can't walk through town right now. There literally, there's like no way. There's no <laughs> sidewalks anywhere. You're walking Which, down the uh, middle of Main Street a couple times, you know, street, like, yeah, you I thought that's what you do. You walk up, don't you? Yeah. So you dodge the cars and you dodge the well, potholes. this time I thought, well, I'll be smart and I'll go down the waterfront, you know, take an extra, extra yeah, hundred steps each way or so. Yeah. And then you get on this side and you've got in front of your old offices there at the uh, Abshore Tower or whatever that is now. Right. Um, you know, that sidewalk's chewed up. Across the street at Truist Bank, the sidewalk's chewed up. So literally, I'm walking <laughs> in the middle of the street for that little stretch, you know, so I, can, John. So I can get across uh, across Main Street. But yeah, I, I watched a girl on a bicycle coming down um, Market Street a couple of days ago. We were in the car. She comes down. She goes down um, 12th Street. And I think she wanted to go to the port. She goes up the street, and I think she wanted to go down the alley by Windsor Manor. Uh-huh. And it, she's like a... It's like a video game. She could bong, bong every place she went. No, I can't get in there. I can't get in there. I can't get in there. And then she finally had to go, you know, go around. I, I will give the state credit. It only took them, what, three or four months to realize that when you have a closed street uh, at a four-way, you know, at an at a intersection with stoplights, there's no need for everybody to sit there at a red light when there's no traffic coming any well, other yeah, way. Well, yeah, because there's nowhere to go. Yeah, and it's they finally, at the one by the Rogers Hotel there, the 7-Eleven, that intersection, finally to this morning, it's a flashing red, as like. opposed to just, you know, literally, I'd probably sat there every day for two, three minutes, and I know that's a real first-world problem uh, to have sit, sit at a traffic light for two minutes, minutes, you know. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. but, you know, it is just kind of silly. I mean, if you're going to disrupt traffic at an extended period, you know, Think about the traffic flow of what's still coming downtown. So thankfully, they finally got to that. Let me chime in because, you know, early in the morning, this is the one that baffles my mind. Okay, you come through the tunnel, you're coming downtown, and you get hit with a red light. The people coming from the bridge can, 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 can come off there anyway. Why are they stopping us? It could be, okay, a flashing red. Yep. I can understand. Slow down. Let everybody have a chance. But, but again, John, you sit there for two, three minutes sure. for nothing. Because there's nobody coming. And if they are coming, they could go anyway. They don't have to stop. Go right in front of you, for heaven's sakes. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we all know and we all say, look, things it's all being done to help things get better. And we all know that. But i got to tell you, riding with Slider, I know he knows it, but it doesn't stop him from yelling at people and yelling at, at everything that goes on out there. It is. Uh, but but Well, it's just the pain that comes with progress sometimes. And it'll be. What are they saying? Another two years before it's all well, completely I, done with? That's it's supposed to be done by the end of next year, which next is year. never going to happen. No, you know, I mean, that, that was the original bid was the end of twenty twenty four. You know, I, I know in talking to some city folks and others that you know it's already 
you know, within the first month or so of the project, it had been pushed out three to six months. You know, they just again run into the things that you run into when you have a yeah. a hundred, you know, a two hundred plus year old town um, where you know uh, things aren't where they're supposed to be. The vaults aren't, you know, they go in and rebuild the vaults. The vaults are built differently than what the plans thought they were. So it's uh, you know, it's just the challenges they, of a, an old downtown. Didn't they a few months ago they found like an entire <laughs> trolley car buried underneath uh it wasn't a trolley car it was a rail car a rail yeah car. down okay. that yeah. was down in the in the um parking lot for west Banco arena there yeah. on that back lot where they're bringing the the new sewer line onto 16th street yeah and that was a pretty common thing i guess back in the day that's like the second or third one they found down in that area one was remember at the uh the old straw parking that's lot. that's what i was thinking of, yeah. yeah uh when the the county bought it and was parking people there and you know it just started sinking <laughs> so, <laughs> guys who, who i think of though is the guy f- from uh, fairmont from clarksburg that come to wheeling one time a year maybe yeah. the italian festival and they say to themselves man we said last year it couldn't get any worse it's it's actually gotten worse <laughs> well the one thing you know bob that i would say is i was a, i was interested on tuesday we came down uh, to watch the fireworks tuesday night and it was really good crowd and so the the downtown you know bottleneck mess didn't really seem to impact the number of people downtown so i'd be surprised if it really impacts the italian fest in terms of numbers but you're right from an image standpoint it makes wheeling look really bad it just does um, you know, and I don't know how, you know, there's no way to get around that. Well, Howard's right. Put a sign up there what it's going to look like this time next year. Yeah, maybe. That's a good maybe. point. That's thing that, that, that bothers me. And I have talked to the mayor about it, Bob Heron. I've gotten, they've sent me copies of the emails that mm-hmm. they've spent with the Department of Highways. And Why are they waiting for the state? I mean, just do it. Well, I mean, this is the problem. They, they sit there. It's such a convenient excuse to always say, well, that's the state's concern, not our, you know, we can't, you know, you can put, you can hang a, hang a banner anywhere i get that they i get that it is a state project and i guess they can't put a sign up in the middle of the state construction work but for example there is some city property and mm-hmm. or private property right off the fort yeah, henry bridge exactly uh, put a big sign up there i've said it before um you know I'm, things are getting better you know here's what progress will bring you have a little drawing of how the downtown's going to look how nice would it be to have done. a banner hanging o- on front of the wheeling in it says Hey, guess what? This dump is coming down, and this is what you're going to see soon. You know, and that's what I would say. This dump I like, is coming down. I was I was about to, to say, oh no, John, you can't put a banner up there because they're going to tear the thing down. But I see, I see what you did there. This dump is coming yeah. down. Now I've said all along, a just a a, a, a well done sign yeah. right at the gateway. The, maybe multiple gateways. And there's a little park right there, yeah. yeah. And while we're, we're putting signs up, let's put one on the new apartment that says, we built this really nice apartment before they tore that dump even down <laughs> over there. That's how quick we are. The Doors has, uh, you, you pay sometimes more attention to this than I do, mm-hmm. they already have bookings, right? I mean, they, they, I, I, Yeah, I mean, they're actively booking now. Yeah. So I'm assuming they're filling up, if not full. I mean, it's, it's, it looks like a nice facility, mm-hmm. although, again, if you're, if you're in the Doors, at the moment, you're really kind of isolated. Mm-hmm. You know, now, I'm not talking about the streetscape, but there's going to need to be. I think Bob and I talked about this a few weeks ago. There's going to have to be some development there in that corner. You know, well, and it doesn't make it, it doesn't make it easy right now when you've got the Bridge Tavern under right. construction. Right. You know, now the you know what did they call but it? They Their might, little speakeasy is open on the side, but uh, you know, um, so yeah, you you are rather isolated there in the sense of there's just not much open up there right now because of. You know, people are taking this time to to get some work done. Yeah, um, and I, I think it's a smart move in the mm-hmm. Bridge Tavern sure, part. Actually, 100%. they've been barricaded 
in. They've been on an island of their own for, yeah, for what six months now. Yeah. Might as well, might as well go ahead and get you know do do the renovation work now. Um, but I, I keep thinking there's there's going to need to be when the Doris is done, uh, the Willing Pitt lofts or whatever they call them, apartments are done. Of course, there's already Bory lofts and so, and so on. There's going to need to be some kind of more I, I like bodegas or something mm-hmm. around town. If you're at the Doris, if you're and and I'm going to assume that a lot of those folks will be elderly or be not particularly mobile, not you know cars all the time. There's going to have to be a place up there in the upper end of town where they can go and get just some staples sure. of life. You know, and I don't know if you saw, and I just saw this I think last evening, Eden's restaurant over I on the island. That, you know, yeah. they're going to shut the restaurant proper down and kind of retool it to have you know i think just what sandwiches and, and then have a and then like a little carry out there yeah. which you know to serve that same type of of a of a market in essence for for folks on that part of wheeling island so you know um i mean i don't know how long it's been since you've had real residential living at that part of town you do have that little apartment complex right next to the you know when you come out of the tunnel there but you know you're going to have yeah. You know, a hundred, you know, a few hundred people right there. That's a multi-floor, yeah. uh, you know, apartment facility. And I've said multiple times, they're they're going to there is going to end up needing to be two or three. I call them bodegas, not a grocery store, but little bodegas, the typical corner grocery. One up in the that part of town, the northern part of town, top of the hill, if you will, uh, maybe down in the fourteen hundred block when they put that together. Uh, I maybe in the uh, uh, the parking garage where the, mm-hmm. the, there's going to need to be places for people to just get basic staples sure, sure. Uh, as, as housing grows. I would love to see more things come. I'm a believer that people precede development, sure. but what they're going to have to have for the people who are there is, is you know, the basic necessities of life. Well, and think of it as well. You're going to have directly across from well the bridge but you know over there where the uh, doc williams store used to be that's going to be a daycare center. child care center yeah. so you're going to have a lot of traffic from that you know and that and that piece of property is as we're talking i was thinking the piece directly across from the doc williams country store at it may still be and i, I just haven't paid any attention it used to be that jay jones evening wear yeah she's up there i think up. they've closed that one down but that would be and it's right on the corner of the suspension bridge that would be it's a small storefront would be kind of ideal in some ways for yeah. a just a it you was know, walk in and carry out stuff. It was uh, renovated. Well, I say recently. I mean, ten years. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's it's not a. It hasn't been left into disrepair. Right, exactly. And and uh, yeah, they had the, that that store was there uh, for a while. It would be a little sandwich shop mm-hmm. or a bodega of some kind. That would be a, a good. They location. used to have one in the mall center. Remember years back? They, they used did. To have a little, yeah, it was very small lunch though. counter I mean, there. It really like, was yeah. like a lunch counter. When yeah. I was a teenager, it was Bill's Hamburger right there. Yeah, right, that was Bill's. Yeah, yeah, Bill's was, Hamburger. Yeah, exactly. Um, and they could bring it back, as far as I'm concerned. I hope so, because he had the best sloppy joes in town. <laughs> All right. It is uh, 919 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, Bob, I guess before I move on, and Mr. McCabe and I get into the uh, news of the uh, week, including maybe we're talking about development and so on, and looks like the city's kind of running out of some of its funding. Yeah. <laughs> the, the federal money is running dry. But, Bob, we should take note of the fact it's Friday. You know what that means. It's Friday, and, uh, well, Donnie Gilbert comes on at 12 o'clock. That is exactly what I'm thinking of. What's the gone? Do- you got planned for the today, Donnie Howard. Gilbert Radio Show today, right here in this very self-same studio. In the studio. In this studio, I'm telling you. Right here. He's going to be here. And um, he'll have a co-host this week. It'll be Bob Treveri. Bob will be in, talking about the Italian festival. And up next will be Crystal Gilbert Robinson. 
Who? Crystal Gilbert Robinson, <laughs> right here in this studio. She will be updating on this year's Ohio Valley Roller Derby Girls. And then, food. Does he know that we can't have food in the studio anymore? Has I don't he, think he Has cares. anybody told him with the new equipment we don't, nah. put, we don't bring food in the studio? Um, Patrick Fisher from uh, Mason Dixon Barbecue will be feeding the guests. Feed them, no. <laughs> feed them in the conference room, Donnie. Put the food in the conference room. People can go out to the conference room. Not here. Why is there barbecue sauce on this mic? In this studio. <laughs> Not here in this studio. Let's see. David Morris and Amy Kirkland are going to be in from, you know where? Where from, Howard? Hotel Casino uh, Racetrack. Talking about this weekend's events. And comedians who are coming up to the island venue. That's a big show. It's a really big show. <laughs> And then uh, Norman Croft, I mean, Nelson, Nelson Croft is uh, up with the pet of the week from the Ohio County Animal Shelter. Your buddy Bear will be in, will be on, I guess I should say. And Lola will be on. It's hard to believe he can get all that in three hours. And they're going to have the top five. I mean, right here in this studio, it's all going to happen in a matter of hours, my friends. You said Bob Traveri staying the whole three hours, Howard? He's the co-host. That's the way I normally, like, you're the co-host. You kind of hang around all three hours. Oh, boy. I don't think I've ever shipped you out. Have I ever shipped you out? I've wanted to leave a few times. you've walked out a couple times. That was a whole different story. Donnie Gilbert Radio Show. Right here at this studio coming up today at noon. Hey there, Dave Weekly here. Metro News Hotline presents what's trending in sports, music, movies, tech, television, and more from a Mountain State point of view. Renowned local and national guests pepper the daily lineup with authoritative insights and commentary on a wide variety of topics from West Virginia high school sports to the financial markets. Join the fun. Every day, Coop and I dip into irreverent discussions with calls, texts, tweets, the question of the day, and the always popular in or out. Metro News Hotline, weekdays from 3 to 6 on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. How much could a cyber attack cost your business? The costs stemming from a cyber attack can vary tremendously, but are extremely significant. Recent studies have shown that the average cost of a data breach to small business can range from $120,000 to $1.2 million. In addition to financial loss, companies also suffer downtime, lost opportunities, and data recovery expenses that can all quickly add up. Could your organization survive a cyber incident? If you are unsure if you are doing enough to protect your data, reputation, and dollars from cyber criminals, contact the team at Omni Strategic Technologies today. Omni has the right tools and support to help keep your business protected. Call 304-242-7600 and schedule your free consultation today or visit omniperforms.com. Omni Strategic Technologies, the only cybersecurity and advisory firm that the watchdog trusts. It's the summer's hottest party, the Circus Saints and Sinners Party on the Plaza Music and Food Festival. The fun happens Saturday, July 8th at the Plaza on Market in downtown Wheeling. Get tickets at partyontheplaza.org. We are back. Check out your favorite talk radio station on our new Facebook page at Watchdog WV. Click our like button to follow what's happening on the Watchdog FM 98.1 and 97.7 AM 1600 and 1370.
Get ready for summer with 11% off everything now at Menards. Attract a wide variety of your favorite birds to your feeder with quality KT Bird Food Blends. KT Premium Blends offer superior nutrition that will keep them coming back. Right now, pick up a 14-pound bag of Midwest Blend Wild Bird Food for only $20.99 after 11% off. Good through July 9th. Savings are mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. Spend your summer mornings with us. News, information, conversation, controversy, and fun. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. I'd like to be under the sea in an octopus's garden in the shade he'd let us in knows where we've been in his octopus's garden in the shade it's 9 24 here on the watchdog morning show it is window star's birthday 83 years old today and uh, as a result, we are celebrating Ringo Starr with the music from Ringo as our bumper music here on this Friday edition of the program. We're looking at about 72 degrees pretty much across the board, a uh, little up and down, 71, 72, 74 in Elm Grove, but let's call it 72 pretty much across the board with overcast skies outside right now. John McCabe is here from the uh, local newspapers as we talk about um, Ohio Valley headlines. John, let's take a minute to talk about uh, one of your colleagues. Um, Fred Connors passed away this week. Bob and I talked about him a good bit. You wrote a really, a really moving and personal tribute uh, mm -hmm. to him on your Facebook page. Yeah, you know, uh, Fred, you know, uh, for those who know me, I, I don't let a lot of people get very close. I just don't. That's just who I am. Fred was one who, who I really got close with over a 10, 12-year period. We had uh, just really, we sat across from each other, uh, worked really well together, and had just such a, you know, I feel we, we, we were very much in sync in terms of what we were looking to do with the newspapers, you know, the news we would pursue, how we would pursue it, you know, and I've just been thinking this week over, over uh, you know, obviously, every, not everybody, but, you know, those who've paid attention over the last, you know, 15, 20 years, you know, the Eugene Blake, uh, and, and so many other stories, but the, there, the, the there's so tunnel, much more. Yeah, the Wheeling Tunnel. Death penalty stories. Yeah, there's so much more than that. I mean, just the, the again, just the personal stories Fred wrote um, and shared with readers. You know, and, and as I noted in my in, in what I wrote, uh, you know, really for me, the best times with Fred were just, you know, slow days like, you know, a slow Tuesday, hop in the car, drive around the Ohio Valley, drive down to Moundsville, drive out to Cameron, you know, and just see what there was to see, you know, just – what what's going on that we're not hearing about you know just and and i think with you know it's not only you know young reporters or reporters in general but just as as people we don't we don't look anymore you know so many i was so many people just have you know got the, and i've holding my phone up but you know you've got your phone or something and when you're walking and you're so limited you're not even seeing necessarily what's in front of you let alone what's on uh, either side and you know i know i loved it and i know fred loved it you know, i still love it and fred loved it just to you know, go out and walk around or get in a car and just, you know, what is there that, that people would be interested in knowing about, you know, that, that, um, that we can see. And, you know, uh, so, yeah, it was tough. Uh, you know, Fred's health had been, had been a challenge for really, you know, 15 years. Um, uh, and, you know, and every time I saw him, you know, it was just, it was, it was great and talked to him. 
Um, but you know, it's um, Fred. Fred leaves uh, quite the legacy behind for for so many reasons. It's not just. I mean, the newspaper is one part of that. But you know, he's got uh, three kids who are who work hard and have uh, really done a great job. And he has to be uh, has to have been amazingly proud of the three kids yeah. because they all have risen to you know some prominence of their own. I mean, mm-hmm. Most people know Dean Connors, Scott Connors, sure. uh, Joel. Uh, they have developed uh, you know into not just fine people, but community leaders in their own right. Sure. And uh, Fred had to be tremendously proud of well, You know, that. and that, that's one of the things that, you know, it, it's always interesting for me is, you know, I knew before I really, I, I knew Joelle because of her work with the city. Right. And, and, and maybe I'm trying to think before that, she might have been with the United Way or something. I can't remember exactly what it was now. Um, didn't know Dean or Scott personally um, up until, you know, maybe five, six years ago. But I knew them you know, very well through Fred, just in, you know, Fred talking about them, what they were involved with, the things they were doing, their, you know, uh, kids and what their lives were all about. And, and that's always really interesting. So it, um, you know, Fred was, Fred was just, I'm not going to say he was one of a kind. He was just a, he was a newsman. I mean, he really was. But, and but, he was, but John, he was one of a kind that is fading away. Well, that's exactly my I point. I mean, he yes. was a newsman's newsman mm-hmm. in that he had, as you mentioned, he had that natural curiosity yeah. to, to see something and then to dig into it right. yeah. and not let go until he right. came up with answers. And I think that's really, as, as I reflect on Fred, is he, when he, in, when he identified something he was interested in and, and, and knew that the, the community would be interested in, he, he went after it and he got to the heart of it. And then not only that, he knew how and was always very receptive in working with me, how do we present this in a way that's going to draw the reader in? You know, uh, uh, one of the real keys to this craft is, you know, we're not stenographers. We're not here just, you know, we do report the news, but we also tell stories. You know, we, we have to put words together in such a way that people are compelled to continue reading into a story. And Fred was very good at that, both with you know, really hard news and uncomfortable stories. And also, you know, again, some of my favorite stuff is the, you know, the three-part series he wrote when he quit smoking and just how challenging that was. After, what, 43 years, he quit smoking. Yeah. He really changed his lifestyle, though. He, he had, did. what, a heart attack? Is that what it was? Something along that Something line, yeah. That. I mean, he really, uh, and the occasions when I would see him, he would tell me, young man, you got you got to change the way you, you know, you got to stop eating the way you do. You well, gotta, you know, and he really did. He changed his he lifestyle. He did. You know, the, the smoking, the, you know, uh, it was not uncommon a couple times a week. He'd be like, hey, let's go go out to Sheets and get two hot dogs for a dollar. And that was his thing. But then, you know. After, yeah, I love those $2 hot dogs or two, the Sheets hot but, dogs. But, you know, after his his heart issues, you know, the, those became blood sludge. That's what he called them. Those oh, blood, blood wow. sludge. Oh, I just wish and, you had said that. Yeah. And, uh. You know, he really did uh, switch it around and, and, you know, kind of, I'm not going to say got a new lease on life, but, you know, it, it changed him in a way. Because, again, a lot of his really, really solid work, at least with us, came after that. He was with us a few years before that happened. But then after that was Eugene Blake and the Wheeling Tunnel and, you know, even things like, remember, Kristen, Kristen Fetchko with yeah. the uh, – you know, the drug ring that this you know, middle school counselor was involved with uh, and, and others there. Um, you know, I think what was one of them, the worm or something like that, you know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so it's just really a, um, you know, it's just it's been a good, you know, been fun this week to kind of dig through some files and look back at, at the work that he did and think about the time we spent together. And, uh, you know, and, and above all, just the, the uh, 
information he shared with the Ohio Valley that, you know, again, we still talk about today. We still, you know, wasn't all that long ago Eugene Blake was back in the news again. Probably the two stories that would define him in the general public's eye mm -hmm. was the Eugene Blake story, which was an absolutely amazing yeah. story. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. And the more I would, and I, I was aware of Eugene Blake back in his first incarceration, but I had no idea of, of the story. What do you guys call him? The killer con Killer man. con man, yeah. It, I had no idea of the scams that he played and, the, and what he had done. And I, I couldn't wait to read what Fred was going to write next because yeah. the, he was unveiling things, you know, in real time right well, in front of us. Think about, you know, and, and I'll never forget, <clears throat> you know, the, you know, uh, I mean, you were around kind of tangentially at that time at Towngate when, when Blake was there. Absolutely. And there were a lot of prominent people in this community who put themselves out Came there out for him. Yes, in support of him and, you know, and, and which eventually led to at least two more murders that we know of and, and, and a girl being raped in and, Bridgeport. Yeah. And, um, you know, when we wrote about that, there were a lot of very upset people in this community. I who, know some of the names who yes, were. I remember and they, they made it very clear that, you know, they, that we, uh, you know, they felt we shouldn't publish them. Obviously, given all that happened, it was extremely relevant. And, um, but that's just how good this guy was. And, and uh, you know, and then the tunnel, obviously, uh, you know, the tunnel was just an, an unbelievable story. Just <laughs> an unending story. Yes, and, and, you know, levels of government incompetence, uh, you know, bureaucratic nonsense and just total fiasco of a, of a three-year journey. <laughs> just be, unbelievable. If I remember, my mind is right. It was supposed to be a 111-day contract. or 111, yeah. I, I don't know why yeah. I remember 111. 111-day yeah. project. Yeah. And yeah. it was multiple years. It was years. three years, yeah. Well, thank God they found R.J.'s tub and tile. <laughs> R.J.'s tub and tile. Again, that, was, that is the one thing that I will never forget, quite literally. And I, and I know I wrote it in, in something. But, you know, he came out of the tunnel. Because in a tunnel, you didn't get good reception, particularly, you know, 15 years ago. Right. Uh, he comes out of the tunnel to his assigned parking spot and calls me. He says, hey, whippersnapper. He says, you're never going to believe what I just came across. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like he comes down. He showed me the pictures, and it's just you've got to be kidding me! Like how can we? How can the state step in at this bad? Uh, just you know, guy who put, well, Bob and I talked about it a couple of days ago. But uh, uh, R.J.'s tub and tile guy from Richmond, Virginia, mm -hmm. if I remember correctly. All he did was bathrooms. Yeah. You know, it's like if you he did hotels is what he did. Your bathroom, yeah. you know, hey R.J., uh, you got a weekend? You come out and fix my you know tile my yeah I can do that. <laughs> I'm going up to Wheeling though to fix the the Wheeling tile. I got this big project on the interstate. They want me to look oh, at. Oh, it's amazing. He was a great guy. Yeah, really great. He guy. really was. All right, let's take a break. Uh, got some news to get into. Other news to get into of the week on our Friday roundtable with John McCabe here on the Watchdog Morning Show. It's nine thirty four. West Virginia Metro News. I'm Carrie Hudasek. West Virginia 2nd District Congressman Alex Mooney is scheduled to be in Huntington this evening for a rally with Kentucky U.S. Senator Rand Paul. Mooney is running for Senate next year. Mooney says the rally will give him the opportunity to share his message to Huntington voters. I've never represented Huntington. Uh, so that's a good way to introduce myself to the voters there. The rally starts at 6 this evening. West Virginia Chamber of Commerce Vice President Brian Dayton says Mooney is trailing far behind Governor Jim Justice in the GOP primary race for U.S. Senate. That's according to the chamber's new poll. The question's going to be, 
Uh, does Congressman Mooney have the resources himself or the resources from supportive groups to start shifting, peeling some of that support away from Jim Justice? That remains to be seen. Justice is leading Mooney 56 to 19 percent. Kanawha County Commission President Ken Carper says he's continuing rehab after his open heart surgery. Carper appeared for his first county commission meeting in six weeks at the county courthouse in Charleston Thursday evening. Carper declined to comment on an ongoing investigation concerning alleged lewd behavior at Daniel Boone Park in May. The chairman of the U.S. Chemical Safety Board calls what happened at the Optima Bell plant in December 2020 a needless tragedy. A worker was killed and several others injured when a chemical dryer exploded. The CSB's final report was released Thursday. It says both the plant and the maker of a chemical undergoing the drying process did a poor job in highlighting potential safety issues. You're listening to Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. A new agreement between the state DNR and the Buckskin Council of the Boy Scouts of America will enable the scouts to camp for free at North Bend and Pipestem Resort State Parks. DNR Director Brett McMillian says the scouts in turn will create public service projects. Work on service projects on state parks, be able to camp there as a result of it. And just that, that unity that we have, I think, is, a, is an awesome opportunity. The scouts will also earn merit badges in the process. From the Metro News Anchor Desk, I'm Kerry Hudasek. When deciding where to dine in the Ohio Valley, think first of the Highlands. With a full array of fast food choices for everyone in the family. Or drop in at the Olive Garden, Cheddar's, Bubba's Burgers, Bob Evans, Fusion, or Panera Bread. Whatever your family's in the mood for, you can find it just off I-70 at the top of the hill. The Highlands, dining, shopping, entertainment, and lodging. How much could a cyber attack cost your business? The costs stemming from a cyber attack can vary tremendously, but are extremely significant. Recent studies have shown that the average cost of a data breach to small business can range from $120,000 to $1.2 million. In addition to financial loss, companies also suffer downtime, lost opportunities, and data recovery expenses that can all quickly add up. Could your organization survive a cyber incident? If you are unsure if you are doing enough to protect your data, reputation, and dollars from cyber criminals, contact the team at Omni Strategic Technologies today. Omni has the right tools and support to help keep your business protected. Call 304-242-7600 and schedule your free consultation today or visit omniperforms.com. Omni Strategic Technologies, the only cybersecurity and advisory firm that the Watchdog trusts. Hi, it's Howard Monroe inviting you to join us every weekday morning for the Watchdog Morning Show. It is all the morning news and information that you need. We have ABC News, the top of every hour, the Ohio News Network, West Virginia Metro News, Tony Caridi and the Mountaineer Sports Report. Adam Fike has our local weather, local news from WTRF TV 7. Then Bob Slider and I give you opinions and analysis and interviews and we hope a good bit of good conversation. So come around, get all the information you need, have the great conversation you like. Join us weekday, 7 to 10, the Watchdog Morning Show. Conversations you care about with people you know. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on WKKX and WVLY. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. He smiled because I did not understand. He held out some moonshine whiskey a hole. He said it was the best in all the land. And, he and I said, no, 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 I don't drink it no more. I'm tired of waking up on the floor. 
it only makes me sneeze And then it makes it hard to find a door yeah, what's sad about this is, of course, Ringo Starr, 83 years old today. That in itself is kind of sad to me, but uh, I, I, I appreciate the, uh, the message there. No, 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 I don't drink it no more. How long has it been since you woke up on the floor, Howard? Uh, it's been, it's, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> Instead of just accidentally rolling out of bed. Well, that's a whole different story. But, yeah, uh, now there certainly was, uh, uh, well, there was a time. I just just be very, very clear about that. Um, John McCabe and I talking about the Ohio Valley Newsweek in review. Um, for the city of Wheeling, they have been so lucky the last few years, and they've done, I think, a good job of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the millions of dollars of ARPA money, Federal American Rescue Plan money that came to the city, as did to so many other people. And they helped many community organizations. They gave money to Ogilvy Park and Wheeling Park and some of the big projects around town. I, I thought, thought one of the smartest things they did was using it to help people do home renovations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and that was all good. I mean, they really divvied that money out very, very nicely. But the thing was, and if any project that needed to be done, we got the money. The feds yeah. gave us the money. Well, now, hello, looking in the till, it's starting to look a little dry. Yeah, the happy days are no longer here, that's for certain. Yeah, the city, the city, as we've talked before, I think had a little over $29 million, which is an entire, you know, nearly an entire year's budget without any expenses. So they did get, uh, you know, they did have a lot of a lot of money and a lot of projects that they could back. But as you said, it, in, in this week, it really did come into focus. Um, you know, the, there's only a few hundred thousand dollars left, and you've got some outstanding requests and uh, outstanding requests from council members. And that all led at a finance committee meeting this week to perhaps uh, you know, the shrewdest political move in recent city memory in some ways when uh, two potential mayoral candidates, uh, uh, you know, there was a vote that, that impacted them. So they were talking about these splash the pads. splash pads. Yeah, you know, one downtown at Heritage Port. Councilman uh, Chad Thalman, the vice mayor, wanted to put one up in Warwood. Um you know, so as it, uh, they voted to, to approve the one at Heritage Port, and when they got to the one in Warwood, which is the vice mayor's ward, um, the deciding vote against that came from Councilwoman Ketchum, Rosemary Ketchum, who, who uh, also, you know, it, both she and the vice mayor are considering, considering contemplating uh, yeah, runs for the mayor's strong, position. Strongly contemplating runs for mayor. So I thought, you know, as, when I saw that, I thought, well, that's a pretty shrewd move because it does make the vice mayor in his own ward look somewhat ineffective that he can't get a splash pad. Um, so, so, you know, that little bit of political intrigue aside, you know, the city quite literally is down to its last few dollars in this ARP funding. And it's really going to be interesting, you know, this next council, when it comes in, uh, you know, and, and as we've talked, could have a very different makeup uh, right. because of people running for, you know, multiple people running for the mayor's position, maybe. Um, you know, this this next council that comes in, you know, it's going to have to almost go back to business as usual. No more, you know, homeowner programs, no more Victorian home programs, no more, hey, let's do a check presentation. Let's with give a couple of Ogilvy money to the light or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, the Life Hub is actually one of the ones that's kind of out there that, uh, you know, how they're going to fund that. Ben Seidler was uh, talking about that at the council meeting this past week, that uh, he supports the Life Hub. Uh, Dave Palmer, and I have to say this, Dave's been consistent. He talked about it on this show. Uh, He's talked about it before. Um, He said, look... these splash pads are nice, but we don't have the money for them. Yeah, um, what's what's more important, an ambulance or a splash pad? Right. Yeah. And 
there's a point I had not thought to Dave. I think Dave is the one that brought that up this past week. Uh, once the splash pads are put into place, it's going to cost uh, about $27,000 yep. a year yep. for each of the splash pads. We have, what, three that have been three approved? Three total, yes. They did approve the one for the Heritage Port, right. but they said no to Warwick. Dave Palmer voted against them all, right? but they did approve the one for the Heritage Port. Uh, but the point of this, all of this is money's running dry. The, right. uh, the day of, yeah, we can do this, we can do this, you need some more money. Gene Finstein was there uh, from the Friends of Wheeling asking for money for historical uh, historical renovation work, which my sense is they probably won't, won't right. get. Right. Um, so it's been not, it's been fun while it lasted, but yes. now they have to get back to it. Now I think I heard Bob Heron say they're going to have about a million dollars cash carryover in the next year, which they're going to have a little bit of room to, to play with mm-hmm. that play in, in air quotes, but that's that's the best they're going to do. Yeah. Well, uh, again, the good thing they did, uh, just to wrap this one up, is you know they did some pavings that had been long neglected. They 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 did a lot of things that were one-time expenditures, so that you know they had very little of what we saw here with the splash pads of things that are going to carry over financially to the next council. Yeah, I mean they were they were one-time mm-hmm. expenses, and again, I still think the best thing they did, because so often. When they first began giving money to Wheeling Park and Old Wheeling Park, which I'm all in favor of. Yeah, but, th- but they got like, their own money as well. That's the right. thing of it. And I was really pleased when they came up with the uh, the home right. improvement program, $5,000. Especially to, the first one for folks right. that were to lower anybody income. Who, basically, yes. anybody who wanted to do, yes. work on their own home, fix it up, $5,000. Right. Uh, and it, it was an economic stimulus, mm-hmm. too, because it spurred contractors sure. and so sure. on. John, we talked last week um, about the school board meeting on Thursday of right. last week where they – Board members deadlocked on selecting an appointment to replace the late Grace Norton. Uh, that story really, t- it did not seem to die after Thursday no. night's meeting or after our Friday morning conversation. It only grew uh, bigger. Jocelyn King from your newspaper did a, a kind of a roundup of all of the issues that are out there pending. Um, I, I, I know that both David Croft and Andy, Andy uh, Garber said, and I believe them both, and I've talked to, to, to them, that it's not they're not really angry with each other right they're, they're it's just a difference of opinion but out in the world there are some irritated people with this. yeah there's there definitely been some some uh, lines drawn in the sand with with this for for a lot of different reasons uh, but you know as soon as you know friday i guess it started you know uh, the rumor started to flow that you know well jessica powers is affiliated with this moms for liberty group that's the group that wanted to uh you know that that got with the school board or the school system last year to ban a bunch of books that were, you know, didn't have what they said had in them. Um, you know, uh, Olivia Littman doesn't live where she says she does or her, you know, children go to a school out of district. And, and you know, so it just, it all this, all these little back things started, yeah, back and forth. And then, you know, the Jenny Craig with the Ohio County Education the Association crazies. got in, you know, and started labeling anyone the crazies who supported powers or whatever. And, and it's just... You know, it's really turned into a little bit of a mess uh, in the community, not so much at the school board level. Um, you know, I, I guess here's the key is that at some point maybe today or early next week, uh, Superintendent Michelle Blatt's going to make an appointment. and State life superintendent. Will, yeah, su- state superintendent, and life will go on. You know, this appointment is for 11 months. Yeah, less than a year. You know, 11 months, and, and uh, you know, uh, and hopefully, I mean, I kind of been uh, sitting in the camp right now, given all this back and forth. I hope she picks somebody totally different, yeah, to I be do, honest with you. I do, too, except she is not from this area. She has not been superintendent long, not only a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. 
maybe if you'd been a state superintendent for multiple years, you might have visited different areas and so on. Sure. I'm just not sure. Here's my problem. For better or ill, maybe for better and ill, I'm afraid there may be some people whispering in her ear. Well, I mean, yes. And, and it's definitely definitely on that front that she's got people whispering in her ear. And, you know, uh, let's be honest, Howard. How long do you think it took her to reach out to folks up here that she knows within the education I, system? I would assume that— And saying, okay, who do I pick? I assume you know? Friday. Yeah, I would assume so as well. What do you think? Yeah, uh, you know. so— But I so, also—I don't have any knowledge. I wouldn't be a bit surprised if she hasn't gotten some political— pressure it's from very other people possible. as well so we'll see um i think it's going to be a, a, you know it'll be an interesting story when it happens but i think at the end of the day the focus needs to remain on increasing the quality of education here in ohio county focusing on the students you know a, a one-year school board appointment uh you know if miss norton was still among us and on the board that's what we would have we would have that you know what what is kind of a three to two split um on, on in one direction so you know I, I think at this point it's just you know put on the board whom whom you will get it into the next election cycle and then two seats are up next year Jessica Powers has said that she is going yeah. to run again yeah um, that, that seat in uh, Pete Chocolate seats up and then um, uh, Ms. Lippman said she wasn't sure right which I, I get that mm -hmm. she's you know so we'll see what happens here sure uh, I'm sure there will be a very not contentious a well-contended group of people probably. I will think the nice thing it. about it with, uh, and I thought the story we did, we just kind of, it did wrap everything up nicely. Everyone talked, you know, it wasn't like, uh, you know, uh, Ms. Littman, whose residency and that was called into question, had, a, had an explanation for it. And that's all you can do is, <coughs> is put that, <coughs> excuse me, put that information out there, allow people to draw their own conclusions. Um, you and know, I thought, I thought David Croft made a good point. I spoke with him mm -hmm. uh, the other night and, and, um, and he made the point in your story and elsewhere uh, on social media. It's a difference of opinion. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Clearly, uh, two of the current board members see a philosophy in Jessica Powers they like, mm -hmm. and two don't. This is, I mean, it's just a difference of opinion, and that's that's what that's the vote that came down. Yeah. So, good luck to Michelle Blatt. She's gonna she's gonna take <laughs> flack no matter what she does. Hundred percent. There you go. All right, it's 10 till the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, thanks, John. I appreciate it yeah. as always. Good conversation with you. Bob Westfall's coming up next. We'll check in with him to see what's going on at the Big 7. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. It's the summer's hottest party, the Circus Saints and Sinners Party on the Plaza, presented by Panhandle Cleaning and Restoration. The fun happens Saturday, July 8th at the Plaza on Market in downtown Wheeling. Enjoy food trucks, beer, and wine, and all day live music starring Cleveland's number one party band, The Players Club, and Pittsburgh party powerhouse, Jukebox. Get tickets at partyontheplaza.org.
Save big money on your next project with 11% off everything now at Menards. Get the last roof you'll ever need with Menards Steel Roofing. Steel roofing adds value to your home, offers superior wind and hail resistance, and can help you save on cooling costs. Get 11% off all Menards Steel Roofing and get started on your next project today. Good through July 9th. Savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at you want sports talk? We got the goods all night long. Tune into Sports Map Radio. Evenings and overnights on FM 98.1, AM 1600. We are the Watchdog. Are you or your loved ones facing a serious legal battle? The Law Office of Paul Harris wants you to know you aren't alone. Do you need someone that's not afraid to go to trial and fight for your rights? Attorney Paul Harris and his team are willing to go where most firms are not. The courtroom with a successful track record in civil litigation, criminal defense, including tax issues and health care fraud. Harris Law Office will fight for their clients by offering the most aggressive representation in and out of court. Call Paul Harris at Harris Law Office for a free consultation. 304-232-5300. Information, interviews, debates and discussion, plus an occasional rant with Bob Slider behind the board. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Here's my question, Bob Slider. Here's my question to um, Ringo Starr, who is celebrating his 83rd birthday today, which is why we're playing the music of Ringo. Can he still boogie and slide? I bet he can. Uh, yeah, I bet he can, too. I was thinking that. I, I, I'll bet he can. I'll bet he can. He can still boogie and slide. Let's go over to WTRF-TV, bring in the other Bob of the morning, Bob Westfall. Good morning, Bob. Morning, Howard. That's because he has Barbara Bach to help him. Well, that yeah, helps. That'll help you boogie and slide. That's, <laughs> yep, that's absolutely. It's hard for me to believe he's 83 years old. Well, yeah, you got to think. I think Paul's up there, too, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, they'd be around yeah. the same age, I guess. So I, yeah, I pretty guess. close. And those two still, I mean, they're active. They're fit. I guess they can, oh, yeah. they can boogie and slide, you know. Me, I'm... I mean, yeah. I'm 15 years younger than them, and I can't boogie or slide. I can barely walk. So, jeez, have to have to learn from them, I guess. Um, I know. I, I want to ask you: uh, Are you ready for the weekend? But I actually forget that you have a whole day of work ahead of you. Bob and I are done. We're, we're, four, we're five minutes away from heading off into the into the weekend. But uh, are you ready? And, for and can we can we can we say what you do really is work? Dear Howard, come on. Can we be honest about that? Let me tell you something. I slave over this hot mic every day. It's a hot <laughs> mic, and I slave over it. There's no, there's no question about it. I always remember, Bob, uh, Larry King, the late Larry King, was interviewed on uh, one of the magazine shows on uh, CBS. It was one that is no longer around. It wasn't 60 Minutes. One of the shows. And the very end, he looked at the camera, and he whispered. He said, here's the secret. All I do is talk. 
and they pay me really good money. <laughs> I thought the time, that's the job I want. That's the job I want. And son of a gun, here I am. I got that. I got there it is. There it is. There it is. What well, you, you do a fine, fine, fine job at it, Howard. You I, are the dean thank, of thank Ohio Valley thank, Radio. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. What are you working on today? Well, all right, some of the things we are working on today, we're going to take a look. Uh, right now, uh, Jake McGoffey is at uh, Wetzel County Board of Education meeting, just getting some uh, calls in from a situation dealing with the Payton City High School. Um, don't really have a lot of the details, so we're going to just uh, say we're covering the Board of Education meeting this morning. Uh, some people feel uh, that uh, there's movement down there to close that high school. Oh. Uh, we're going to get uh, some information on uh, what is actually uh, what the Board of Education, what the school is planning to do. So, uh, as I said, the meeting started at 9 o'clock. Jake's been down there. Uh, so we'll have a little bit of an update on that in our 5 and 6 tonight, uh, hopefully a little bit in our noon today. So that that's, uh, that's kind of one of the bigger things we're working on today, so we have that. Uh, what else we get? Uh, working on a, uh, uh, as you know, Fred Connors passed away um, earlier this week. Uh, DK is going to talk to, I think probably John already talked about it. We're going to talk to John and Harry Croft, uh, two people that worked with him extensively. Uh, so we're going to put a piece together on Fred and his passing and what he meant to the community. So we'll have that today. DK is working on that uh, right now. And then uh, we're going to uh, some lighter things we're working on is Fallsby Community Days is kicking off uh, this weekend. So we're going to go up and take a look at what that all entails. And Dan Maris just loves this story, uh, Metal Fest. Uh, I think four, four or five bands are performing at the old Wells Township Haunted House up there. Oh, I saw that and, on, uh, on, your, on your website, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna go up. We're previewing that. Uh, uh, so we're excited about that. Danny Danny's gonna go up and cover that this weekend. Uh, so we have that. And those are some of the things we're working on. Uh, of course, we got uh, Red, White, and Brew tonight. So we'll be there tonight with uh, Tony. Uh, Tony Summers will be out there live. So we've we got that today. So it's kind of uh, a lighter kind of weekend. And uh, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be an okay kind of weekend as well. So that uh, that all sounds good. Um, you guys did a good story yesterday. It, it certainly whetted my appetite, if you will. And then my my uh, my son and his wife and my daughter-in-law and uh, and my grandson went down to Grandpa Joe's candy store yesterday. Ah, uh, yeah. They came. Well, that's good, they, good. they came home with two hundred dollars worth of candy. Are you and, serious? And soda pop. My little grandson, my eight-year-old grandson, says, "Granddad, Granddad, look at what I got." He got the world's biggest gummy worm. It was like, I'm not kidding, 20 feet long gummy worm he brought home. Wow. And they brought me some soup. We'll check it out. I haven't been down there oh. yet. We'll check it out. Listen, I have diabetes. I'm afraid to walk in the store. I'm afraid my, my A1C will just go up and they'll have to. Yeah, just, just be in there. Yeah, I mean, but boy, oh boy, did they have a good time. And I saw some of the pictures and. They brought me some of the. Oh yeah. Some of that. Uh, cra- Actually, I'm looking at it right now again. It's quite impressive. Yeah, it was a good story that was done, and uh, I, I, you yeah. gave me gave me a good insight into what it looked like there, and then the kids brought sent some pictures back, and all in all, it was. Um, so Slider's uh, candy ball in his desk is running empty, so I'm thinking, Bob. Yeah. You know, maybe it's time for you to take a visit to Grandma Grandpa Joe's candy store. I'm heading down that way, yeah. Howard. All right, Bob. Yeah, appreciate it's right you. there. Yep. Appreciate your time this morning. Everybody can check things out at noon, 5, 6, 10, 11, 5.30 for the statewide show. And, of course, always at WTRF.com or on your phone with the uh, Storm Tracker 7 app and the News app. Appreciate it. Thank you. Have yourself a great weekend. Do something fun, and I'll talk to you on Monday morning.
All right. Talk to you Monday, guys. All right. Thanks a lot. Bob Westfall from the Big 7, WTRF-TV. Time for me to say sayonara. See ya. Bye-bye. Farewell. I got to go. I got to get out of here. Kirchhoff has the calm coming up next. I don't know what he's doing today. He sent me an email, and I didn't bother to look at it. So I'm sure it'll be something truly exciting and fun uh, on Statewide Talk Line. And then don't forget, don't forget at noon, Bob. Right, right here. Right here in the studio, the Donnie Gilbert Radio Show. You won't want to miss it. It's going to be exciting with Bob Treveri as the guest host. And i got to tell him, take the food to the other room. We don't eat food here in this studio. Do you think, he pays, do you think he'll pay any attention? Not a bit. Not a bit. He's, he's the dogs eat. will be eating in there, Howard. What are you talking yeah, about? I got you. All right. I got to go. I'll see. Have yourself a great weekend, pal. And uh, I will see you Monday morning. See you Monday. AM 1600 WKKX Wheeling, FM 97.7 AM 1370 WVLY Moundsville.